Welcome back, Seahawks fans, to another episode of the Seahawks Nest Podcast. I'm your host, Nate DeSano, joined, as always, by the Carl to my Wendy. It's Kevin Garber. Kevin, how you doing? Uh, five stars. Yeah. Good five stars. Nice. And our very own Burger King. That's right. It's Eric Ronnebeck. Eric, how you feeling? Great. That's about it. Yeah. Burger King, I'm like the barbecue whopper to this show. I'm going to make you sick. But Eric, where's <laughs> the beef? Burger. It's Wendy's, bro. I know. It's, and that was their direct competition so that had to Burger King and McDonald's. Oh, look so at that. I am asking you, oh. sir, where's the beef? It's something 100% American whopper. Burger King has the <laughs> best, blah, blah, best blah. commercials of the three. I like how... They have uh, the best onion rings that you can get super cheap that are really gross. They have my favorite crappy ad campaign that lost some money. Because they went to a third pound burger instead of the quarter pounder, and then no one noticed, and yeah. so they just lost a lot of money on extra ingredients. People, people thought that people are so bad at fractions. They thought that the third pound burger was smaller than the quarter pound burger. Well, because three's less than four, man. That's exactly right. <laughs> Get on my level. Um, all right, so, two hundred uh, IQ right here. Jeez, <laughs> this is gonna get. This is bad. This is gonna be the. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to July. This is gonna be the penultimate episode of the Seahawks <laughs> podcast. Uh, one more to go after this one, and then I'm gonna shut it down out of shame. <laughs> um, all right. So We'd have to tell you who's in the best shape of their lives. Seahawks news this week. You ready for this? Um, NFL.com did their top ten teams of the decade. <clears throat> they limited themselves to only one version of each team. But they gave the number one spot to the 2013 Seahawks and said that the defense defined the decade. Eric, what do you think about that? I think that's a no-brainer. Man, that that Super Bowl Seahawks team is one of the greatest teams ever assembled. And I know I do a Seahawks podcast, but people like to cite the 84 Bears. No, I'm sorry. Uh, I'll take Russell Wilson over Jim McMahon any day. Uh, Walter Payton is is a different animal, and he's awesome. But I also think that the Patriots team the Bears faced, although good, not a great team. And the Denver team that we beat was a historically record-setting offense at the time. Uh, on the same list, the 2013 Broncos actually came in fifth. Yeah. Uh, I felt so much better about seeing us as number one until I saw that they put the 2015 Panthers as number two. And I was like, ooh, <laughs> I don't know what I think about this guy's opinions on things. That Panthers team was good. They went 15-1. and one. Um, <laughs> well, That's just because it was an odd number. It was the 2012-49ers, 2015 cards made the list. Well, I'm like, oh, here's the th- here's 2017 the Jaguars? He did say, he said this list would have been all Seahawks, Patriots, and... Well, that was their team. Denver? Denver, if yeah. if I did not limit myself to one of each team. Still. Which which is, I think is pretty accurate. The 2017 Seahawks a, Jaguars. Seahawks had a three-year run where I think they were first in DVOA three consecutive years. And um, for me, the way that the this team defined the decade wasn't just the the way that they played defense. It wasn't just that they brought big, long corners into, into vogue in the NFL. But it was the way that um, it made other teams realize that the big, the best way to open up a championship window is to have a quarterback that doesn't make a lot of money. Yeah. And I think before that, that wasn't, uh, that wasn't like mainline thinking. But from that point forward, I think that the way teams tried to open it, now you see it. All the te- What are the championship teams? Uh, the Eagles, rookie quarterback, although next year his extension kicks in. Uh, Chiefs, rookie quarterback. You know, like all these championship contenders – come in with rookie quarterback deals, the Rams rookie quarterback deal. So, you know, every year we see four first-round quarterbacks starting because that, and that's because of what the Seahawks did. The Seahawks were the team that I think really started that as a as a viable trend. They figured that out in the post-high 
cap era or like the post uh, the post heavy rookie contract era. Right, because before, I mean, if you drafted a quarterback number one, you overall, had Sam Bradford. Yeah, he was getting that Matt Stafford contract or whatever. Uh, the other piece of Seahawks news I noticed was Michael Ken- uh, Michael Kendricks looks like he will be playing the season because of the way that the court system shaking out, um, the way the trial setting up, and the way the people have pled. Uh, with not guilty pleas, it looks like nothing's going to even start until after our week four game. All the so, news on that is it looks like he's going to play this year, which is, let's face it, that's not acceptable news. Because I agree, everything I'm seeing is Michael Kendricks should play the whole year. On yeah, the other hand, our linebacking core is stacked. It's one does. of those no news oh, yeah. is good news things, right? So, yeah. Um, field goals did an all 22 breakdown. We talked about this uh, a couple days ago, but still go check that out. Um, and then also uh, over at Seahawkers podcast, they do their uh, Better No Arrival series, and it started this week with uh, Arizona Cardinals. And I think that that is definitely something. If you don't listen to this podcast, that's it's a fun, it's really fun to listen to someone else who spends as much time thinking about the Arizona Cardinals as I spend thinking about the Seattle Seahawks talk. Yeah. So it's like it's kind of a good uh, a good way to get that without actually going out and trying to find an Arizona Cardinals podcast, which I don't want to do. Arizona Nathan. Much more tan, way more depressed. From the cards beak. But I'm really happy about it because we have our a grass field instead of field turf. And uh, I, because I, you know, I guys know I hate field turf. Um, that's really it. Russell Wilson's doing weird stuff with his hair again. And uh, Malcolm Smith had his 30th birthday. Great job, Seahawks. Any other Seahawks news you guys heard? Nope, just a couple NFL stories. You have, you have a couple NFL stories? Yeah, Frank me? Gore, not retiring. Oh, me too. Okay, that was one I had too. I love Frank Gore. Uh, yeah, that's because Frank Gore is actually a robot. I don't know if you know that or not. Uh, uh, and I just have two depressing pieces of news, so if you have anything better. Um, well, okay. Um, David Njoku was like, Hugh Jackson disrespected us, and that was why we went 7-8-1, which I think is really awesome. Like, I really do feel like, remember that game they played against Hugh Jackson after that, and I felt like they really wanted to stick it to him. I, I like how being a really terrible coach counts as disrespecting. Like, way to keep that chip on your shoulder. Yeah. Um, all right. What was your depressing ones? I mean, I know Jared, uh, so Lorenzen, Jared yeah. Lorenzen passed, right? What's that? Jared Lorenzen passed, correct? Yeah, that was one of them. Uh, Dolphins defensive tackle Kendrick Norton um, lost an arm lost in a car accident. Lost his arm. Yeah. It was brutal. And uh, then Teddy Bruschi, who re- is recovering from a stroke. Um, he had one as a player in 2005. And uh, current NFL announcer, um, former Patriots linebacker Teddy Bruschi, uh, best of luck recovering from that. A guy I don't hate, despite being on the Patriots. Yeah, hate. he's just, like, he's very likable. Yeah, you know, you guys know I, I really like Ryan Kerrigan, and I want to call back to last week's podcast. Uh, did you guys know Ryan Kerrigan is only seven sacks away from being Washington's all-time sacks leader? Yeah. Sweet. Huh. Good on that's, him. Uh, that's my dude. Okay. So uh, shocking. Yeah, that's that's why I brought it up. Cause I think people underrate that dude. Like, they just don't know enough about him. I think it's because he's on the Washington football team. And they suck. Yeah, they're really bad. Are you guys ready to talk uh, a NFC... Sa- North the Division. NFC Ooh. North Division. Sorry, I forgot how the alphabet works, so I almost said South. I was like, oh, well, I'll just wing it then. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's start off with the uh, Chicago Bears. They added uh, Hawkland, Dix, Cordell Patterson, Buster Screen. They lost Adrian Amos, Bryce Callahan, Benny Cunningham. They drafted David Montgomery and sent a lot of draft picks over to make sure they got Mitchell Trubisky and Khalil Mack. Seahawks connection, they added, of course, great Seahawks all-purpose backup Mike Davis to the squad this year. Eric, how do you feel about them Bears? Man, the Bears were 12-4 and four last year. The Bears had Khalil Mack. They had a, a Mitchell Trubisky who 
did some check down passes. They had Tariq Cohen catching some balls. Long story short, this team is going to fall significantly in the standings. Uh, you can go ahead and at me, Bears fans, Bear fan that listens to this podcast. I feel like this team has nowhere to go but down. Uh, Trubisky. Nathan, what do you think of Trubisky? Just quickly. Um, he's fine. He's fine, right? Yeah. He's yeah. Okay. Um, I don't really see a, a huge improvement in his game this year. I like to see this team as a uh, possibly winning the division, but more so backing into it as opposed to winning it outright. Kevin. Uh, the losses in the secondary with Adrian Amos and Bryce Callahan, as well as I think it can't be underestimated, they lost their defensive coordinator, who's now the head coach in Denver. That probably is going to impact things, but I think their staff is capable and their personnel is pretty solid. Their front seven is good and most likely going to get better. I thought that Riley Ridley and David Montgomery were good draft picks. I think David Montgomery plus Mike Davis will more than replace Jordan Howard in the offense. So um, losing Kevin White doesn't matter. They've lost him every season, so why would it matter now? Sad but true. And this is a team to finish fifth in DVOA and weighted DVOA last year. Now, I don't think they're necessarily going to be the number one overall defense. I think those losses in the secondary will add up. But I think that they're going to be moving into probably like a top 15, maybe somewhere around 12th in offense. Just the natural growth and progression. They've got a lot of playmakers and some good receivers. Uh, Allen Robinson might be able to stay healthy the whole year this year. And those things will matter. I think this is a team that... Record-wise, we'll take a bit of a slide because I think the division's catching up to them again. It was kind of a weird year last year. But they're still a good team that's going to be a problem to face in the playoffs. Yeah. um, Bears this year. Mitchell Trubisky made a big jump up last year in terms of production. He went from 59% passing to 66.6% Hail Satan. He went up almost a full yard in yards per attempt. His uh, passer rating went from 77.5 to 95.5. So, I mean, he made a big jump up last year with really not that much better personnel. You know, it's Allen Robinson was the basically the only difference between the two years ago offense and the last year's offense. And then the Chicago media won't shut the fuck up about how much better Mitchell Trubisky is this year and how he's going to make another significant step forward. In fact, they won't shut up to the measure that Mitchell Trubisky has taken the most action of any of the NFL MVP futures in Vegas, and Vegas is like scared of it now. They're Old. like, they're like, is, is something they know something we don't like about Mitchell Trubisky? Um, and for me, here's some things I like about Chicago Bears. You ready? I like. There's some things I like. Okay, their running game should be really good. They have really good wide receivers, and I think Riley Ridley is a really good addition to push uh, for you know playing time on the outside. They list Bradley Soul as an actual tight end on their roster depth chart. And he has a, right, a tight end number, number 85. That's good because he's not an offensive tackle. And then um, the defense is still really great. Roquan Smith is like the 2019 perfect coverage linebacker. I love what they have there. I love Eddie Goldman and Akeem Hicks on the inside. I think Haha Clinton Dixon Buster Screen can give you 80% of what you got from Adrian Amos and Bryce Callahan because those guys were excellent. But these guys are not like gar- trashed here. They're, yeah, they might, they might drop from like number two. One in passing defense to like number four in yeah, passing they're defense. Not, it's not a huge step down. I, I think looking at these four teams, when I look at their rosters, it's like um those highlights books where you have to spot the differences. These are all pretty good teams, and they all have pretty decent roster construction. But I think that the Bears are just a, a slight cut above because their best players are better than any of the other players in this league, and if you think in this division, and if you think Aaron Rodgers is better than um 
watch more football because Aaron Rodgers sucks. All right, um, I'm going Ooh. Chicago Bears 11 wow. and 5. I'm sick today um, behind the scenes, and I'm going to be super mean to Aaron Rodgers. Just get ready. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm going 10 and 6. Uh, I also have him 10 and 6. I like what you said about the 80% on their uh, on their on their defensive backfield, but I don't know. I feel like they'll win this team, but back into it. Or I'm sorry, they'll win, they'll win the division, but back into it. Also, Nathan, did you do your Seahawks connection? Yeah, Mike Davis. I'm sorry, I didn't listen to that part. But the the thing that I think would have pushed this team over top is if they had all their draft picks this year. I think that they could have done a lot, but having only one draft pick in the first three <laughs> rounds and like four draft picks overall, yeah, not it's Pretty pretty rough. Hey, and man. It, you had to get Mr. Trubisky somehow. Makes it hard to to retool and be exactly the same as you were before. All right, the Lions. Well, and they also have like the, they have the AFC West and the NFC East this year, and those are not easy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're they're the first place schedule. Uh, Trey Flowers went to the Lions. Justin Coleman, Danny Amendola, Jesse James, like a million other dudes. They really retooled their roster. The road dog. Uh, Luke, they dropped Luke Wilson, Kerry Hyder Jr., and TJ Lang retired. They drafted TJ Hawkinson, Jelani Tavai, and Will Harris. Seahawks connection? Well, Seahawks legend Jermaine Curse, who probably would have had the greatest catch in Super Bowl history if we just ran it, uh, is on the Lions right now. Kevin. Uh, also, Daryl Bevel. Yeah, I didn't want to bring that up because it's going to make me rant about joy to your heart. It's going to make me rant about how I think Daryl Bell's a better offensive Nathan's favorite offensive coordinator in the NFL. He's my number one OC favorite person. He's right right there neck and neck with Kyle Shanahan. No, he's definitely way worse. (laughs) The the innovator, (laughs) Daryl Bell. (laughs) This is a good roster for Daryl Bell, though. To be honest, uh, TJ Hawkinson is a nice pickup for him. Like, I would tend to agree. Hawkinson, Galladay, Jones, Amendola. Like, think about how many bubble screens he can throw to these. If to only they Galladay. had somebody who's really good at like catching the ball and then doing something after the catch, like some kind of wide receiver who maybe played a hybrid running back position. But you know, it's just, it's, they don't have one of those on the roster. Yeah, but they have Kenny Galladay because they had dude. Golden Tate, they, and yeah, now they don't. I don't know why, they, but they uh, still have Kenny Galladay. That guy's legit. Kenny Galladay is a good downfield receiver. Marvin Jones should not be like. I, Kenny Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, that's a really interesting first three receivers. And I guess I'll take first since I already started talking. Yeah, go for now. It. Get it. Uh, I like their offensive line, especially if Taylor Decker can stay healthy this year. Then that kind of lets everybody else slot into where they should be along the line. TJ Hawkinson is a really nice pickup if Matthew Stafford can actually use a tight end effectively for a change. Though offensive play calling has been really iffy, so it's hard to tell what's Matthew Stafford's fault and what's offensive play calling's fault. I just feel like maybe Matthew Stafford's gotten too much of a pass on that in his career. I like a lot of the changes they made on defense. Uh, Damon Harrison, they picked up partway through last year, and then you throw in Deshaun Hand and Ashawn Robinson. You've got a lot of beef on that uh, on the line. Uh, Austin Bryant's a decent rotational pass rusher as a rookie. Trey Flowers can slide in and give you a lot of what Ziggy Onza did, only without as many health concerns. They've got a decent linebacking core. The big question I have is, they've got Tease Tabor playing across from Darius Slay, or they can try and resuscitate Rashawn Melvin's career. So I like that they picked up Justin Coleman because that gives them two reliable corners, but you really need three reliable corners, and they don't have three reliable corners. So this is a team that got absolutely scorched in the secondary last year. They were a all-right offense that could have used a bit more of a running game, but they had the uh, one of the worst pass defenses in the NFL, and I don't know if they did quite enough to rebound it. Like, if ROREA can be who we think they are, or who we think he could be, that'd be great. But as a rookie, I don't know if that's going to happen. So I feel like this is a team that could surprise, but is most likely to finish in the basement of the division. 
I like their their offensive line uh, enough for them to compete. I feel like TJ Hawkinson, although a good pick and maybe good for Daryl Bevel, when all the mock drafts have you picking a player and you pick that player and you pick ninth or what do they pick, ninth or 11th, I feel like maybe you should rethink the way you do things. Um, and this isn't the first time that's happened with the, with the Lions. I like their run defense quite a bit, but uh, they're, they're still the Lions. Kevin, you want a Kenny Kenny Galladay fact? 30, 36 of his 70 passes came within 10 yards of the line of scrimmage. You want a Kenny Galladay fact? He went to Northern Illinois University. Oh, mine was more relevant. I do think they have. A, he's going to be a better short threat than uh, you're giving him credit for. But my thing, my thing is Will Harris, I think, fills in a lot of those gaps that you need in coverage. He's a, he was a really good coverage safety at Boston College. Probably his greatest skill. He was one of those guys I was looking at that could play like hybrid over safety and uh, cover, kind of like a coverage guy. We ended and Miles Killebrew's not a bad player we, either. We ended up with Ugo Amadi, who I think is better, but Will Harris is right there. He's, he's a good good player. Uh, Trey Flowers is a huge pickup for them. They struggled in the pass rush last year. It gives them a solid player that you can rely on for 10 sacks. Uh, yeah, I think the Lions are better than people are giving them credit for. Uh, they're, they're just a solid all-around team. I have every team in this division. Uh, except one with a winning record, so this is uh, I'm going to go nine and seven for the Lions. Uh, I also have them nine and seven, missing I, the playoffs. I do not believe in Matt Patricia. Eight and eight, right? I don't think that T.J. Hawkinson is a player they're going to use effectively in the first year, and I think that Jelani Tavai was not a good use of a second of a second round pick. They needed some help in a lot of other places. Somebody is going to have to be the one who takes the fall in this division. And for me, that is the Detroit Lions. They were 6-10 and 10 last year. I have them at 6-10 and 10 again this year. Right. Though if they end up 8-8, eight eight, I wouldn't be shocked. All but, right. Let's move to Green Bay. Green Bay added Adrian Amos, Preston Smith, and Zadaria Smith. A rare year where they spent a lot of money in free agency. They lost Randall Cobb, Clay Matthews, and Vashad Breeland. They drafted Darnell Savage, Rashawn Gary, Elton Jenkins, and Jace Sternberger, Seahawks connection, of course. Their tight end, Jimmy Graham, is a former Seattle Seahawk. Eric, how do you feel about this team? Okay, so you said something really interesting about Aaron Rodgers two teams ago. That you were going to bash on Aaron Rodgers and he's not a great quarterback. Aaron Rodgers has a track record of being this amazing quarterback. But then you watched last year and they had some new receivers, some old receivers, and they could not put it together. Aaron Rodgers' offensive line, probably not doing him any favors. I really like what they do with the defense this year, adding some players through the draft and through free agency. But I think that the Packers, um, even though uh, addition by subtraction with Mike McCarthy, are still going to fall under that angry Aaron Rodgers that they have right now. I would not be surprised if in two years Aaron Rodgers was looking for a new team, if he's not already. Um I feel like the team is wearing thin on America's heart. I mean, this is the team everyone loves, but they're not putting it together. Um, I have this as a very middle-of-the-road team, probably because they're in the NFC North. But uh, Jimmy Graham is not the Jimmy Graham that even we knew, let alone what the Saints knew. I don't know. I don't really care anything about this team. I don't care about them doing anything big. I don't think they're going to do it. Kevin, how do you feel about the, the pack? Uh, I really like their rebuilt secondary. Tremont Williams not being relied upon is a really big upgrade for their defense. Uh, Adrian Amos plus Darnell Savage makes for a really good uh, safety core with a lot of range. Jair Alexander showed that he can be a 
a number one corner last year. I think Kevin King's a solid player. If Josh Jackson can come along, they've put some resources in, and those resources have paid out. Uh, I like Rashawn Gary's rotational player on a 3-4. I think Preston and Zedaria Smith were good pickups to make sure that they didn't fall off too much. And don't sleep on on, uh, Kyler Fackrell as another pass rushing player. Jace Sternberger, I wouldn't be surprised if by the end of the year he's their starting tight end. And Elton Jenkins, I think, is probably going to end up being a starting interior offensive lineman for them. The concern is they didn't really upgrade in the receiver core. It's basically Devontae Adams plus dudes still. Uh, Hopefully Aaron Jones actually gets to carry the ball because he was one of the best parts of their offense last year. I just don't know what to know about Matt LaFleur and Nathaniel Hackett. I know Mike Pettin can run a solid defense, and I think there's been a defensive talent upgrade, which is something the team needed desperately. They finished you know, in like the bottom five in most defensive stats last year. But I don't know. Their, their offensive efficiency was built around an efficient run game. Their pass game, I don't necessarily know, is going to be any better. So I have them at nine and seven. Have you looked at their schedule, by the way? I have looked at their schedule, <laughs> and there's there's some soft it pieces rough. and some rough pieces. It is it is there's a middle of their season gets very rough. But then they also have a stretch late where it's uh, at, uh, at San Francisco, at the Giants, and then they get Washington at home uh, following a bye week. So I could see them having a pretty strong finish to the year, but it might take them a while to break in these receivers still. I just don't know what you're going to get out of uh, Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, Equinemius, St. Brown, and Geronimo Allison. Like, maybe they'll all take a step forward, or maybe they'll all be the same guys they were last year. Equinemius, St. Brown, last year's Seattle Seahawks late-round favorite. Seahawks trivia, there you go. <laughs> I also have them at 9-7, and seven, Kevin. Um, Aaron Rodgers, his completion percentage has gone down for three consecutive years. QBR has gone down for three consecutive years. He took 49 sacks last year, and the offensive line got worse, not better. The The defense is, is pretty improved. I think that adding Preston Smith and Zadarius Smith is really smart. Those guys are both really underrated pass rushers. 61 pressures from Zadarius Smith last year, 55 from Preston Smith. Um, Plus, Clay and- Matthews is an ineffective jerk. Blake Blake Martinez and Fackrell are both pretty good coverage guys, so you aren't gonna you aren't gonna die in the middle of the field on co- in coverage either. Um, the front three leaves something to be desired. I do think you can run on this team. Um, that will be a way that teams can try to beat them. And I think Aaron Rodgers is gonna take like a billion sacks again. And I, I don't like this team at all. I I think they're really average. Um, but like I said, all the rosters in this division are are really similar. I just don't. The stars on this team are Adrian, for me, are Adrian Amos and Aaron Rodgers, and I just wouldn't take them over, like, Khalil Mack. I just think that that's a better top-end talent to me. So I'm going to go 8-8 eight and eight for the Packers. Just not a, not a huge fan of what they did. So we're all pretty similar there. They might be able to squeak in a last wild-card berth, but that's about what they're fighting I mean, if for. They, if, if they got hot and went 10-6, and six, but Aaron Rodgers, you know, two years ago missed the whole season. He's And he's this, he's missed whole seasons twice. It's not like he's, uh, like, a, you know... Uh, stalwart guy who never gets hurt. The know? other thing is, if he manages to play the whole season and his game goes way up, in some ways, that's going to make him look like an even bigger jerk, because that means he's functionally been sandbagging for three years. On McCarthy, which would not surprise me, because McCarthy sucks. And also, Aaron Rodgers kind of sucks as a human. Yeah, he's the worst. That's I, I mostly hate him the person. The football player is good, but I just don't like him. He does things I want to like him for, like after he beats the Vikings, you know, he'll drink like a grape crush. I'm like, oh, that's a nice little troll move. But that's every other time he just seems like a 
self-entitled prick. Yeah, maybe he's kind of one of those Richard German types. So, if he's on your team, you like him. If he's not, then you hate him. Yeah. He's, like, estranged from his family, too, which you got to wonder, like, who who's the jerk in this situation? It's, it's You never know. And um, in my opinion, it's definitely got to be Aaron Rodgers. Okay, so <laughs> so uh, Vikings, they added Josh Klein, oh. Shamar Stefan, and Sean Mannion. Uh, with Sean Mannion, big ad, you know, then you can learn all the secrets of the Rams offense. Uh, dropping Tom Compton. And the Oregon State Sheldon offense. Sheldon Richardson and Latavius Murray. They drafted Garrett Bradbury, Herb Smith, and Alexander Madison. Seahawks connection, of course, I already mentioned it. They got Shamar Stefan. All right, I'm going to go first on Vikings. I haven't gone first yet. Okay, Vikings. Defense is still awesome. This offense is still a total question mark to me. It's really going to come down to can Garrett Bradbury come in as a rookie? This is and this is very, the answer to this is very possibly yes. By the way, I'm not trying to say that this is not, but can Garrett Bradbury come in as a rookie and solidify and stabilize an offensive line unit that was dog shit last year? Because if he can, this team the sky is the limit. 15, 15 and one, like they could be amazingly good. The other problem is. How good is Kirk Cousins really? Can he can he transcend being the 13th to 16th best quarterback in the league, or is he just going to be right in the middle and not able to just really make that leap, even though the surrounding talent, Adam Thielen, Stephon Diggs, Kyle Rudolph, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison, Amir Abdullah, there are enough weapons on this team that he should be good. But or maybe even better than he was. I mean, for fuck's sake, Andy Dalton had a top five quarterback season one time, because the surrounding talent was good. Kirk Cousins should be able to do that, and it really comes down to can Cousins do that? Can Garrett Bradbury make the the leap and help this offensive line stabilize? So you don't like that? Um, I like Kirk Cousins. I think he's awesome. Oh, you like that? He's like Aaron Rodgers, but I but I don't hate him. <laughs> He's a humble Aaron Rodgers. He's worse at football, but just as good at trash talk. Maybe that's why I like him. Because he's like, because like the thing is, Aaron Rodgers is punch. Great comedy doesn't punch down, you know. And Aaron Rodgers is like the best quarterback. So like, why are you always like trashing on people? You know, like show a little humility. Maybe like respect the people below you. But he always tries to punch down. I mean, Kirk Cousins is punching up. You know, he's he's mediocre to bad. So he's got to he's got to go go after the, the big dog a lot of up to punch all right kevin you want to go next all right so i think that the pickup of garrett bradbury and quietly i think drew samia is a nice pick we talked about those oklahoma interior offensive linemen as we were building up to the draft as due to come in they could just be like really solid guys yeah if josh klein can't hack it which he probably can't they got him from Tennessee, then yeah, Drew Samia is like a really interesting prospect. For also, sure. Pat Elfline has yet to prove that he's actually any good. He just came in and people said he was good, and then he's played a lot of football, and during that time he's been playing football, he's not been playing it very good. So I just want to put that out there. Uh, Pat Elfline is not like a solid person to have at an interior offensive line position. I, mean, I, I think they think kicking him out to guard from center will, will fix him. Which, I think that's their assumption. Possibly, because it could be one of those things where he can use his strength a little bit better. He was coming off of an injury, too. We'll see. Yeah, his rookie year was... The thing that you don't like to see is his rookie year was actually pretty good. His PFF rating is 66.1. His second year was, was way worse, 41.9. But it, it begs the question, like, the offensive line he was on was a dumpster fire. So, like, was the second year player just 
what do you think, Kevin? Is he bad or is he just like a second year player kind of sinking along with the rest of the ship? I think that he's uh, I think he's a solid player probably. I don't think he's somebody you can elevate a line. So I think if Garrett I think if Garrett Bradbury comes in and plays well, then that would probably stabilize Matt Elfline. <laughs> also Riley Reif, another like very solid average left tackle. Um, Brian O'Neill had some growing pains. So uh, I like Alexander Madison as a draft pick. Um, to come in and replace the loss of Latavius Murray. He's another guy who can come in and get you a lot of like three and a half, four yard carries. I do wish that they'd have picked up somebody else in the passing game. I think Irv Smith in the second round was not as appealing as a wide receiver when you already have Kyle Rudolph. But I could see one of Dylan Mitchell or Ola B.C. Johnson coming in and being a thing. For a seventh round pick, they actually have quite a bit of physical talent. Uh, on defense, they've lost some dudes. It's definitely a downgrade to go from Sheldon Richardson to Shamar Stephen. Like, that's that's a downgrade. But they got Linval Joseph and Daniel Hunter still. I mean, like, it's I'm still not saying really they're bad. I'm saying it's a downgrade. Like, I, I agree. <laughs> um, they had Andrew Sandejo and George Iloka last year, and now they have to hope that Anthony Harris is ready to step into that role. But, I mean, maybe he is. Uh, Mike Hughes or uh, Mackenzie Alexander, one of them needs to step up and be ready to play every down at corner. Uh, Xavier Rhodes, we know what he is. He's a guy who can get burned or against certain matchups, he can be a shutdown guy. So He's the new Frank Grimes. And Harrison Smith is so good. And his wife's not, his Mackenzie wife's not Alexander had a pretty good season last year. I think that he's he's ready to make the jump. I, mean, I, I really liked him coming out of college, too. I would tend to agree. They're a top five defense last year, and there's no reason to see them not repeating that being top five ish this year they need to make that step forward on offense and i think they've made enough changes that are interesting enough that i could see it happening i i think that dalvin cook is probably gonna be a little healthier this year uh he kind of came into last year unhealthy hey you want to hear something that's not surprising kevin what's that they put hercules mataafa back at three tech in the in the uh mini camps and he like destroyed everyone that's because he plays three tech yeah they were like he's up to 275 now i'd say you have to deal with a 265 pound three tech but if you can deal with that i mean uh who is the dude who used to play play rotations and only play on pass rushing downs like who's the dude who used to play uh three tech for new orleans that was super small uh his last name was glover i think okay uh and he was another dude who was way too small to play three tech and but he just he just destroyed people um Again, Minnesota's schedule, they've got, uh, you know, games against Washington, the Giants. They're playing against the East, uh, teams that they should be able to handle. I think they'll be able to handle most of the division. I'm the last person talking about them, right? Yeah. Nope. You can go ahead. Oh, Eric? You yeah, I haven't gone oh, yet. Hit it. I don't have much to offer. You guys already kind of said all the names. They have a, a solid defense still. If you put this offense minus Kirk Cousins on any other team in this division, it would up their game so much. And I guess Kirk Cousins is the secret bad player. Um, in wait, this wait, room, wait, maybe he's not such Kirk a secret. Cousins is not worse. You're saying Kirk Cousins is worse than Mitchell Trubisky? No, I'm saying on this, he's the... I actually think that, that, that you can make that argument. You can make the argument. Very I'm, saying, argument. I'm saying on this team. Okay. And he's, like, he's the secret bad like, player. I de- he's definitely worse than Aaron Rodgers from a talent perspective, and probably Matt Stafford, and from probably a Matt Stafford, and the and Trubisky's close. I think that's a that's a real interesting set case you could make. Yeah, I feel like Cousins is going to be fine. I feel like this team is going to be really good. They get the Packers early in the season though, which is pretty nice for them. Uh, in I should say in Green Bay early. 
Yeah. Um, Kevin, if you want to pick first, though, the record, go for it. Uh, I have them coming in at uh, 10 and 6, and either them or Chicago taking the division. I have them the exact same 10 and 6. I saw Chicago taking the division just because I I know we didn't pick this perfectly, so I'd say the better team's going to win 11 games, but I don't know if that's going to be the Vikings until I see them do it. They should do it. Look at them on paper, especially with that offense. Dear Lord, they should be killing it. Like Last year, they should have they should have been world beaters, that defense. They weren't. But their offensive line was so bad last year. It was surprisingly so, terrible. So I think this team's either going to be like 9-7 and seven or 13-3, and three, and I don't think there's room for in between. They'll either be Ite or really, really good. And um, because I don't believe in Kirk Cousins anymore, I'm going to go with Ite and put them at 9-7. and seven. So I there, there's huge upside here. This, Like I said, the sky is the limit, but the – the floor is the ceiling, as Michael Jordan would like to say, right? Or something <laughs> like that. Um, so, yeah, they they could be they could be really really bad, and I'm I'm just I'm here for it. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready for. It. Here's the thing: all these teams are roughly equivalent to me. Like any of these teams could go thirteen and three, and I would not blink an eye. And any of these teams could go seven and nine, six and ten, and I also would not blink an eye. They they all have upside and downside. They all get to play the AFC West, which I think is a has three really solid teams in it. So those are three tough outs for every single team. Yeah, Denver's um, not great, but they're a pain in the butt, and they could beat anybody. Yeah, Denver's a, Denver's a solid football team, and going to Denver's hard. And two of these teams have to do that. And then and then Kansas City, we saw last year, and the Chargers were both two of the best teams in the AFC, maybe the two best teams in the AFC. So even though the Patriots won, ended up winning the Super Bowl. So there, that's my opinion on the uh, NFC North. If you have an opinion on the NFC North, send it on over. And uh, if, let's do my advertisement. You guys ready? Um, if you want to support the Seahawks Nest podcast, you could head over to patreon.com slash Seahawks Nest. And for those dollar 24 a month during the season, we post gambling podcasts every week. Also, you could join our group chat where I, I frequently post me infrequently post memes. Uh, you can uh, see a couple things we've been working. We're gonna we cooked up a couple special recipes over the summer. They should be coming out end of July, early August, in there. Um, so yeah, that's that's what you get if you go over to our Patreon. Um, and our Patreon's favorite Patreons we got Forrest, James, Chuck, Attila, Tom, Lucas, Carrie, Bob, Karen, Brett, Mike, David, Flocktimus Prime, Frank, Michelle, Brian, and Nick, hooking it up helping out the pod but you're if you're broke you know we're only eight reviews away on itunes from our goal so now head over to itunes.com search for seahawks nest go in there put five stars tell us what you like about it and then you know eight more people do that and then we'll be we'll be right where we need to be uh any anything else you guys want to plug for we hit up uh our another experimental edition of the uh of the end of the podcast part Mm -hmm. of the now let's go into the Seahawks okay. laboratory. All right, off season. I said it last week. Off season is a time for me to experiment with the uh, format a little bit. It's a time for me to know that only the people that really actually care about this podcast are listening. So I so I can I can experiment and get actual feedback. So instead of movie club for this week, we're gonna do a one time thing. We're gonna or maybe two time. We might do it twice depending on how it lands right here. Uh, we're gonna do what I'm calling Seahawks Nest Supper Club. Okay, and Seahawks Nest Supper Club, the way it's going to work, we're gonna try and we're gonna do an eliminator today. Okay, and uh, we're gonna do an eliminator, and we're gonna do an eliminator of fast food restaurants. Okay, so we're gonna we're gonna give you our opinions on on our on our some of our favorite foods. 
Um, what I did is I sorted uh, fast food restaurants by size of chain. I kind of thought about whether to consider these fast food and then arbitrarily decided to delete and, and keep some. <laughs> so here, and then we all got to add like a, like a heart, heart, heart yard regional pick at the end. Okay. So here's the restaurants. Uh, this is an order of size, not alphabet, uh, Subway, McDonald's, Starbucks, KFC, Burger King, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Dunkin' Donuts, Taco Bell, Wendy's, Carl's Jr., Papa John's, Dairy Queen, Little Caesars, Sonic, America's Drive-In, uh, Arby's, Popeye's, Jimmy John's, Jack in the Box, Chick-fil-A, Panda Express, Bojangles, Del Taco, Whataburger, Steak and Shake, Dick's, and Taco Time Northwest. And I want to be specific about this because I know that there – did you know, guys? No, there's two Taco Times. The Taco Time we get here in Western Washington and the Taco Time everyone else has, which is like basically diarrhea tears. I, I only found this out about an hour ago and <laughs> oh, yeah, it, it's like Del Taco. it shook me to my foundation. Un- no, Del Taco is actually decent. It's un- oh. it's unfortunate that you guys You're don't good. get to eat the real, the real Taco Time Northwest. Okay, so – we're going to spend the pen, pen of destiny, and the person going first is me. All right. So I got first elimination, and I'm going to take off the one that has the most locations because there are two of these places across the street from me, Starbucks and Subway, and I can get about two times as much food for my money if I go to Subway, and I still choose to go to Starbucks to get like a tiny, tiny little sandwich that tastes good because it tastes that much better than what I would get at Subway. Subway is horrible. Um now I do know that it's like franchised, so it's definitely location dependent. I've been to a subway that is more than acceptable and tasted good, but I've too many times been burned by going to a subway that is just trashed here. The it's not good, so I'm just I'm out on subway on so many levels. Are you guys going to fight me on this, or are you guys good? No, I'd like to go ahead and also bring up they spent an entire like they had a long running ad campaign built around the fact that their food is healthy based on an order no one would do. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No the, mayonnaise. The six-inch dry <laughs> ham sandwich. Thank, thank you. No cheese. No oil. All right, Kevin. What's your elimination? All right. Going this way. I, yeah, I like want to go clockwise. clockwise. That's fine. Yeah. We always go clockwise. It just started with you last time. Yeah, very well. So uh, I get to eliminate my favorite one to eliminate, which is McDonald's. Oh man, this is okay. I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna, gonna I'm gonna push back a little bit because I. Although I d- also don't like McDonald's that much, I think there are several things on this list that should be eliminated way before McDonald's. And I'm okay with your opinion on that. I just think that McDonald's has become ubiquitous. It is the default fast food that everyone thinks of. Has and become. I, as my... a direct result of its status, uh, it has failed this city. Uh, it is unworthy of its position as fast food king. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to push, push back some more. Their soft-serve ice cream is good. Like, I enjoy that soft-serve ice cream. When their soft-serve ice cream machine is in use. Okay. The the fries have never been the same since they changed. Yep, uh, they're not very good anymore. Their the, beef is terrible. Their the, chicken is edible. But those, de- the, those dehydrated... <laughs> beef, those, Kevin. Those Come dehydrated on. onions they put on their burger are pretty good. That's not uh, true. They're, uh, they're good in the way that you burp them and... You taste them for days. Uh, what about what about breakfast? I yeah. do love their don't, breakfast. I don't like their breakfast, and that's Ugh. why I get to eliminate them first. Uh, I am I am the person that shame. does not like McDonald's breakfast. This it is, does not settle well. This is like a level of pettiness that only I can aspire to, Kevin, and I. That's why I love <laughs> you so much. All right, uh, Eric. I'm glad that I didn't go first because before we started, Nathan said if Subway doesn't get eliminated first, I'm going to find a podcast with two new people. And I was going to go, uh, yeah, absolutely, Subway. But then I saw someone on the list uh, when I looked over your shoulder, and I was like, ugh, I got I to gotta leave these guys first. 
and that is Papa John's. The Gooby Pepper. The the pizza that I have never liked. Better racism, better pizza, Papa John's. Yeah, they they may claim <laughs> like to have better ingredients. Ad about his car. It's oh, yeah. it's the ultimate the like I'm telling you it's great, so you're going to believe it's great. The and one, everyone would order what about it. that garlic. What that little thing of garlic butter they give you though? And the yeah, pepperoncini that, that to just, try to make it better. It's just gross yellow it's sludge. From Castlevania. It's the worst food I've ever had in my life. Do you like uh What's your favorite thing about pizza, Kevin? What's your favorite ingredient on pizza? Uh, I like a really good crust. Okay. It can be of any variety, but I love good okay. crust. Okay, now what if I told you that I didn't give you as good a crust, but you got a ton of it with hardly any toppings? Would you like it then? Because that's what you're getting uh, at Papa John's. I'd rather breadsticks then. Yeah, well, they're going to be terrible Papa John's breadsticks in a circle. Get them out of here. They suck. All right. Um, and I'm glad that their their restaurants are closing. For my, for my elimination, I'm going to get rid of a pizza place that's actually worse than uh, Papa John's, and that's Little Caesars. Um, the only good thing about Little Caesars is it's five dollars, and uh, that's it. That's the that's like the only good thing I could say about it. And I, you can make lots of hot and ready sausage jokes. As a middle school teacher, I've uh, bought Little Caesars pizza quite a few times for my classes because it's very cheap and. Then when I get it, it's great because I'm not tempted to eat it at all. <laughs> I'm like, no, mm-mm, you guys can have all of it. And so, yeah, Papa, or Little Caesar sucks. Uh, Kevin. All right, I'm going to bring up a franchise that was once mighty. Uh, they used to have, um, in, in my ute, they had great burgers. And they were renowned for their root beer floats. But A&W, as a part of the... KFC. Kevin, you're so good. You eliminated something we eliminated before we started the podcast. I was going to say. Oh, we pulled that off already? I was... <laughs> Sorry. I was thinking of ones that I hate and I got, I got your, caught yeah, up. Uh, hey, but that's a good one because you, now you explained why we eliminated it already. And <laughs> hey, if you're from Canada, that's a different A&W and it's fine, but it's still not that good. Uh, we, don't get gave t- us we don't get teen burgers. My Kevin States. just gave us an honorable mention. So Thanks, then, Kevin. So now I have to go. Uh, I guess I'm going with Sonic then. That's still on there, right? Oh, yeah. America's Dragon. Sonic, if you like good, uh, if you like good beverages and terrible food, you should go to Sonic. I, I, uh, Sonic, once again, good soft serve. Um, good drinks. Uh, tater tots are fine. Their uh, food's awful. I, it's a good fast food corn dog. Uh, that's all I got. <laughs> it might be the only fast food corn dog. Thank you for making my entire case. I feel like. Congratulations. They are only good at things that you can pick up already cooked in the grocery yeah, store. If it's drizzled in caramel, you'll love Sonic. The new Sonic caramel corn dog. Uh, speaking, I'm up next. Speaking of drizzled in caramel, Starbucks. You're off the list. I think it's a good spot. Starbucks, the food tastes good, but it's way too expensive. It's way I, too expensive, uh, and it's not really that good for you. And they stole my so, basketball team. So usually I go across... Some, there's a Starbucks across the street from the school I work at. It's like the only place you can get to. Oh, there's a Starbucks. Yeah, that's too. because uh, it's because Nathan lives in the uh, western Washington area. So Starbucks. So oh, I, go, Starbucks I go to Starbucks. I go to the Starbucks a lot, and I always get this like breakfast sandwich. It's like a croissant with a with like two or three pieces it's of bacon cro- on sandwich? it. a sandwich? And then like a piece of cheese and an egg. And it's usually really good, but then I'm like, why is this four ninety five? Like this is r- a ridiculous price point for something like this. So yeah, I agree with you. The the good thing about them that sandwich is that they do microwave it fresh for you, which is really but nice. They put it in this weird little oven, like Subway does. Also, if you if you go to Starbucks, then you're probably having some seven hundred calorie drink that you're gonna suck down in two seconds. All right. The end. Uh, you guys, uh, you guys want to recap, or you want to just keep going? Let's keep going. We'll, we'll do a recap after the next round. All right, um, I'm going to go ahead and shoot the Burger King right in the forehead good. because um, Burger King is good. Um, it's solid. It's fine, but there, I would probably rather go to almost everything on this list over uh, Burger King. 
And uh, they also put mayonnaise on both sides of the bread, which kind of disgusts yes. me. Uh, another burger franchise where the burger's the worst thing on their menu. It's besides their spicy chicken, which and they is the also worst invented thing on their the menu. chicken fries, which is like the most disgusting thing <laughs> I can think of. So every time I have Burger King, I'm like, Ugh, I feel terrible. Yeah. All right, I'm going to continue waging my war against New England. We're eliminating Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, Donkeys. Dunk- oh, Kevin. Donkeys used to be way better, too. That's the thing. It's not as good as it used to be. I mean, how much do you like the old donuts? Because no matter how old the donuts are, they taste like the old it's donuts. because they started freezing the donuts, dude. So they used to make them fresh in the shop every day. Yep. Now they freeze them and they bring them in on a truck. And it tastes like it. Tim Hortons does that, too, now, and that's not and as that's good. And that's why they're not as good, yeah. Not, it used, Tim Hortons used to be, like, I quite had some, I had some Tim bits within the last, like, two years, and it was just tasted like disappointment. Yeah, it was not the same. It's The magic is gone, dude. They don't... They're so lazy now. They think they can just fool us with their brand. Is Krispy Kreme on the list? And they're correct, no. Next okay, good, because that would have been eliminated. We'll say that for do the know, donut do you, know, do you know who owns Krispy Kreme? The devil? McDonald's. So oh, yes. I was close. Um, okay. That makes perfect Eric. sense. Uh, I'm going to take off the one... <laughs> this is a little personal information. The one fast food restaurant that never fails to send me to the bathroom almost immediately after eating it, Pizza Hut. Okay. You are so gross. I don't care that I spent 10 years of my young life telling everyone that stuffed crust pizza was the best thing in the world because I was a fat kid and I was probably half right. That's the worst thing on their menu. It is It is a terrible place to eat. It is gross. That pan pizza is so greasy. It tastes Everything's good. Everything's so Dude, greasy. Dude, the hand toss. Really? The hand toss is the way to go, and the stuffed crust pizza is gross. They only dip it in in oil once, Kevin. That's why it's so good. Um, okay. Uh, I'm going to eliminate the other pizza place then, because I think they all deserve to go at about the same time. And Domino's, see oh, you later. That's exactly uh, what I was going to do, because I was like, well, those shouldn't be eliminated more than two apart. Domino's is uh, it's mediocre pizza at best. And bad pizza at worst. Um, this is also another franchise-dependent thing. When I used to live by my old house, the Domino's was really good. And then ever since I moved to my new house, Domino's is Disappointment Avenue. So I nev- I just stopped going to Domino's. You did. You used to love Domino's. I used to, I used to eat Domino's all the time because the Domino's by my old house was was pretty solid. Like it, the pizza was always super hot. The wings were it actually get to me crispy. Like I don't know. Like it was just, it was weird. Actually, I can back them up because I've I've never I haven't liked Domino's for a while. And then when Nathan would be like, we're having Domino's. It was actually pretty good, but it was like it was like a mystical yeah, realm. Yeah, the one by our house, not so great. Ugh. It's because the uh, the the only thing I don't like universally about Domino's is that their uh, crust is too bread like and not crust like. It, it tastes like somebody made pizza on a piece of bread. Okay, we're at seven uh, seventeen left, so we're gonna eliminate two more and then recap. Kevin, uh, all right, we're gonna go with something that was again once good. But at literally every time I eat it, I like it less. And I think they've I, is, rolled out a horrible product within the last two weeks that makes you just even shoot it further down the list. And that is the Kentucky Fried Chicken. Okay. Oh, I, I thought you were going to go with another one that I think it, it could fit the same uh, I'm assuming this one's going to get eliminated pretty soon. If it's the one that is very close to myself and uh, Eric's house. Yes. Uh, okay, let me talk about KFC. Um, let me talk about KFC. Go ahead, you go first. <laughs> Since I eliminated it. Yes, go ahead. Uh, KFC, their chicken has gotten both worse and more expensive. That's always bad. And it got to the point where I would just get like the $5 fill-up things. And now I'll get those and I can either get a very crappy amount of food 
Or I can get like a decent amount of food that just doesn't taste very good. You, Their chicken's so watery now. It doesn't have that crispness to it. It's just, it's bad. They need to take some lessons from Popeyes, which is like simplify the menu a little bit. Like their menu's out of control. Oh, there's like there's 400 all, things there's no like one all orders. There's like dumb things on the menu, like all these different sandwiches and twisters and like also, hot pies. And it's like, I have it's a like story. no one wants this. Like just make fried chicken and make it taste good. It's this not is your that franchise complex. specific thing. Uh, I went to a KFC once where they would only honor the coupon for what there was a picture of on the coupon. So I could not swap the, their crappy coleslaw out for a side that a human would eat. Bold move, KFC. Yeah, their, their sides, their uh, sides I, literally, are, yeah. I literally straight walked out. Also, uh, anytime I get a big bucket of chicken there or I, or I go somewhere there's a big bucket, there's always some chicken with big black spot on it. I don't, I don't understand the black spot chicken from KFC. And I just want to say, we didn't include Azels on this because it would have been the easiest dub anyone had ever taken in the history of an Eliminator. Um, <laughs> so so Azels, Azels fried chicken is the best, but it, it just didn't fit what we were doing. And also, it's like only Seattle. We did put one only Seattle restaurant on here, but we felt like two was gratuitous. Yes. Um, but Azels would have take, taken the easy dub. I think it would have been number one, maybe number two. All right, Eric. Uh, I'm eliminating Arby's. Arby's is gross. I'm whether Arby's. whether you they may have an awesome ad campaign right now, but if you get their this, social media teams on fire too. Yeah, they, they're they, so they're uh their employment of the guy from uh, Bob's Burgers and Archer is pretty great. But if you want their signature sandwich with some sort of gray folds of meat uh, with their barbecue and ketchup sauce mixture, you can add liquid cheese to that if you really want to be disgusting. Uh, there's and nothing... yes, it is the same cheese that your high school cafeteria served yeah, with crappy chips. I mean, there's nothing about Arby's that here's makes one, me hungry enough to eat Arby's. about Arby's is the best. The worst thing on their menu is the, the thing that they're most famous for, which yep. is that shitty roast beef. The other stuff on their menu is not that bad. It's overpriced, but like, yeah, it is pretty overpriced. decent. It's way overpriced, but it like doesn't taste bad. But the, the roast beef and cheddar is perhaps the most, like insipid thing in existence it might be the saltiest thing in fast food and i don't mean figuratively i can't handle it it gives you you some onion bun which sounds classy but it's it's just gross all right so we got a top 15 guys here we go you ready yep taco bell wendy's carl's jr now i know what's gonna happen here wait before i keep going one of you guys is gonna go that didn't get eliminated yet which is the best part about this (laughs) dairy queen popeyes jimmy john's jack in the box chick-fil-a panda express bojangles del taco what a burger Steak and Shake, Dicks, Taco Time Northwest. And so so all of our regional picks are surviving. On to the next round. Um, okay. Um it's it's uh my it's turn. It's your yeah. turn. Oh. Okay, Jack in the Box. Uh Jack in the Box used to be great. I don't know when when I was in college, I ate there probably more than any other every other fast food restaurant combined. Um it's twenty four hours. It's it tastes good. Um, they deep fry the lettuce on their tacos. They deep fry the tacos <laughs> and I that stuff is like co- cocaine for me. But I just cannot, in good conscience, continue to eat there because it just every year it seems like it gets worse, and that's true of a lot of these places, by the way. But this one, the drop off for this one has been uh, pretty big for me. Do you guys agree with uh, Jack in the Box mediocre? Uh, I do, especially with uh, that's another one where franchise variability is high. We have the worst Jack in the Box in the universe. Right by our house, the one, no, the one by my very house close is to you is Ooh. actually slightly better, but still not edible. The fact and that then, you're both arguing about who has the worst is... But the one by telling. the airport, good. Yeah, it seems like everything's a little more uh, homey. It's made with love there. I'll say this. Their curly fries are fine, but if that's the best thing on your menu, your that Arby's. shouldn't be it. 
<laughs> yeah, your Arby's. There you go. Also, uh, they got rid of the really big chicken sandwich about 15 years ago, and I've never forgiven them for it. <laughs> All right, you won't know what a, wait, a really big chicken sandwich is. It's just two chicken sandwiches, and you take out the middle bun, and you replace it with a little more mayonnaise. It's really gross, but I like it. Indeed, indeed, it was. Yeah, I can I can hear myself getting fatter. Yes. Um, if you ever ask yourself how far can one decent thing and one above average thing take you in an eliminator, then the answer is to about thirteenth Panda Express because nice the call. orange chicken is good, the Beijing beef is edible, and the rest of their menu is gross. I thought I thought you could only get double orange chicken when you went to Panda Express because that's <laughs> every single person I know gets double orange chicken. I get Beijing uh, you beef. gotta get you gotta get white rice yes. with the orange yeah, chicken, otherwise your teeth will hurt. If you get if you don't get white rice at Panda Express, you are asking for diarrhea. <laughs> you are you have specially requested diarrhea. The white the rice is literally what is holding your bowels together after that meal. Yeah. All right, Eric. I there's a couple I want to eliminate, but I'm gonna go with one that I just don't think anyone really cares about. That's Popeyes. Oh my gosh, are you kidding? You, oh, you're talking oh, to the wrong guy. Oh, two piece spicy dark with a biscuit might oh. be my favorite thing I could order at any of the places that are left. Oh, now, I feel think terrible you know, now. Popeyes sides not that great. No, yeah, but their chicken the is the best of the giant, huge chain chicken. No. Their fries are always cold. Their red beans and rice are disgusting. Yes, but two piece spicy dark with uh, with a biscuit don't get sides is. Straight daggers. I would order it. I would eat it every day for lunch for the rest of my life. Their that chicken, being said, I do feel like right around tenth is where it should be getting. Yeah, their chicken is their chicken's not Herbs. that bad actually. It's everything else, and even their biscuit. I don't like their biscuit. I think oh, it's I gross. Like I feel biscuit. like there's a couple obvious. The biscuit is very buttery. Now. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna get rid. Of, I'm gonna make some enemies here. You guys ready for this? Yes. I'm gonna make dicks uh, because <sighs> here's the, here's the thing about dicks for me. It is a very medium burger, a very medium set of fries with a, a very good milkshake. Um, and I just don't like it that much. I would almost always rather eat at two thirds of these places that are left, but I just want to get rid of it now because I just want to rip the band aid off. Uh, I, I want, I wanted to eliminate a couple other burger places first that I specifically would rather not eat their burgers in defense of it was not going to make the top uh, last five, time but I it went to Dick's last time I went to Dick's I would say this it was more disappointing than the last time I went to McDonald's I'm eating wow. pure nostalgia yeah. when I eat Dick's it's it's a, it was it was At like Dick's. I was like I don't like this burger I like these fries this shake is fine but this burger was really disappointing so uh Dick's uh if you're listening uh please let me go to your restaurant for free and make me Make change my mind, but I don't think you will be able and to. And do something about the condiments. I gotta like count how many condiments I think I need, and then I'm. It's just yeah. That, I need two ketchups. Thing is really annoying. Yeah. I want one side of onions. Like oh, I just never get anything. I get that straight up order two dicks deluxe and a shake. For no screw fr- the fries. No fries. No fries. The fries are because the fries don't travel unless I'm eating in the parking lot. No fries. The deluxe. The deluxe too. Like usually I get one deluxe, one fry, one cheeseburger, and then I put the fries on the burgers. Uh, the, you know the McMatt. Yeah. <laughs> shout, shout out to Matt who thinks he invented that. Um, <laughs> so then, yeah, that. But I mean, it's just okay to me. And I've yeah. I've actually eaten at all of the places that are left, and I think that yeah, there's one that I probably should eliminate it first, but I'm over it already. All, all right. right. Well, since it's me, I'm gonna kill DQ here. Okay. Because Dairy Queen, you go there for the ice cream, not for any of the food. The food's fine. Um, but fine is generous. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, but you uh, like cool things about Dairy Queen. I couldn't tell you the last time I went there for not the ice cream only. When you get a basket, you get a piece of toast. You can get gravy, like actual gravy with your chicken strips. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I'm into that. Uh, last uh, time I had a Dairy Queen burger, I was like, "Wow, this is better than Burger King," which is pretty gross, and it kind of pulls it off. 
but I didn't believe it was really flame broiled. I just felt like they sprayed a no, flame broiled spray on. No, it. they put it through. They put it through the brazier. They have like yeah. a special way of cooking it. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Yeah, it's 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 a machine. It's a, it's like a special burger stuff. cooking machine. Burger yeah. machine. Yeah. Um, are we on a top ten now? No, because uh, I yeah, this is ten. Oh, is it ten now? Because Eric has to eliminate, and then it will be nine. Uh, do you want me to read the top ten? Let's go after top my elimination because oh, okay. I'm I know I'm going to eliminate my own addition because it really doesn't belong here at this point. I'm going to eliminate Bojangles. But those biscuits are so good. Bojangles dude. biscuits are so good, and their chicken. I feel like in the general I think vicinity very of Popeyes is a great place for it to be eliminated. Yeah, it's it's fun. I just kind of wanted to gush about Bojangles. We don't have it out here. It's a it's a southern fried chicken place, but everything is like comes with a biscuit or it's on a biscuit. And their chicken's would, very good. I would say if you go to Bojangles not at breakfast time, you probably screwed up. Yeah, I'd yeah. go that far. Yeah, that they're, if you think bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit from McDonald's is gross or good, it doesn't matter. Bojangles is better. It's what it's supposed to be. And uh, my my hats off to you, Bojangles, Nathan. All right. All right, here we go. We got Taco Bell, Wendy's, Carl's Jr., Jimmy John's, Chick Fil A, Del Taco, What a Burger, Steak and Shake, and Taco Time Northwest, and a lot of enemies at this point. I think. Yes. Um, I'm gonna eliminate Wendy's. Um, Wendy's is good. Their burgers are square. They don't cut corners. It's probably the best of like the big three generic fast food chains. Agreed. The Wendy's, Burger King, McDonald's. Um, but they got rid of spicy nuggets, and Kevin will never forgive them for that. I thought that did betray my heart. And uh, I think that there was that why you didn't get it delivered that one day. The best, the (laughs) best items on their menu are are like too expensive. They like I want I want that spicy chicken sandwich, but it's like six dollars, and it's, that, it's not a six dollar burger. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, all right, Kevin. Uh, I'm going to at this point. Oh, it's a little hard. I'm going to eliminate Jimmy John's. Hmm. Jimmy I feel Jones. like this is a good place to take Jimmy John's down. Um, if just you like want... he took down that rhino. Exactly. Just had to had to bring it had to bring it up. I uh, just because this is. A it's a good sandwich for a solid price that you get incredibly fast. If you want to get like a large filling meal that tastes good for in like four seconds, yeah, this it, is one of the best places you can go. I always am surprised by how much I it costs when I'm done. Like when I'm like about to leave, though, like when I give them like my credit 11 card, bucks. I'm like eleven dollars for just that sub of chips and a drink but then i eat it and i feel really full so i guess it's it's doing it and it, yeah, it has a, a decent taste to it like you can have it for dinner and feel very full. i will say chris is not in this room right now my uh, my roommate but he would be very happy with like a lot of the restaurants that are left because his his favorites are, are surviving super deep all right eric uh i'm gonna make some enemies and uh i just feel like it's it's time for it to go taco time northwest right. yep and all all discussion we've been talking about I like this, but it's expensive. Taco Time is the king of food that is decent but very expensive. The crispy beef, though. The crispy beef is great, but it should be four bucks. Crisp you're, beef burritos are so good. You're gonna, you're eating a deep fried burrito, man. You're eating like a, a glorified taquito. Yeah, it's a it's a giant tube steak burrito tube steak. It's pretty gross. Um, they're they're Mexi fries. A wonderful potato dish they invented. Fancy, fancy, uh, fancy way to say potato tots. Yeah, there, yeah fancy potato tots are great, and I think their their hot sauce is different. Uh, yet their uniquely, hot sauce is very good. Yeah, it's it's unique to that restaurant. They it's have what the makes best it. fast food hot sauce. I'll, yeah. I'll lay that out. And if you order like if you were to make a a giant burrito at home, it would taste like you get at Taco Time, and that's what I appreciate about them. Um, all right. So then, my for my next one, 
I'm going to take out. Uh, I'm going to take out one of the regional ones, like what a burger or steak and shake. I'm having a hard time deciding. Um, beating up both. I liked both. Here's the thing. Here's the thing that's going to break the tie for me is that um, the 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 menu diversity at Whataburger. They do a lot of different things and they do them all pretty good. It's like what Jack in the Box used to be. And so I have for that in mind, I'm going to eliminate Steak and Shake. Uh, Wisconsin Buttery is a delicious burger. I will eat it anytime, but uh, I think that it is... Well, you won't eat it anytime because your heart literally can't take that. And also, Whataburger is open, <laughs> open 24 hours, which is a big deal to me. And um, their shakes are also very good. Open 24 hours is a big deal to me. Um, it's something that several of the places we have left, or a couple places we have left have in common. Kevin... Yep. What are you eliminating? Uh, I'm taking out something that I know I'm repping pretty hard here, but I'm taking out Carl's Jr. I think it's time. Uh, Carl's Jr. is almost always very good. It's uh, a little more expensive for a fast food burger place, but you get a very large burger that is very filling. And another thing about their burgers is, is like you know it's a good burger when it's sloppy and it like is falling out of the thing because there's like so much like bullshit in there that tastes good, and it's yes. like hard to keep it together. And Carl's Jr.'s burgers are always like that. And I, I don't, I like that. I think I think that is a positive. Other people might see it as a negative. No, if if you don't if you don't need like an extra napkin when you're done with your burger, then you've wasted the experience. All right, Eric, taking out Del Taco. All right, that feels so, about right. It's uh, it's not as gross as it used to be. I feel like this is the chain that improved once it got to this state maybe it's just a southern california del tacos are disgusting i liked i like that you can get a green sauce which you can't get a lot of places i think that's interesting uh maybe not good i do think it's interesting but del taco it's fine open 24 hours you can get french fries in the burrito yep i mean that's like a pretty pretty fast track into my arteries the the other thing is the fiesta (laughs) box yeah, it's a, lot a of- ton of food for not a lot of money when you're broke. And in general, they have a really good cheap end of their menu where you're like, I need a thousand things for everyone in the house to eat. And I have 20 bucks. All right. I'm, it's my turn, right? Yeah. It's you. I'm killing Whataburger. There it is. Fair. Uh, Whataburger is good. It's like, like Jack in the Box used to be and uh, is super solid. I've only been three times, um, but it I like it. It's a nice, diverse menu. Uh, it was my second favorite fast food place I went to in Texas, regional fast food place. The other one didn't make the list, Raising Cane's. It's like chicken strips only. All they, they only have This restaurant only had lemonade, iced tea, chicken strips, and french fries. That's the whole menu. Good move. Which Power is move. like a great idea. All right, Kevin, you get to crown our champion. Is I it get to crown Taco the Bell champion. Or Chick-fil-A? And we have the two extremes. We have the place where you can get a bunch of dirt cheap food that is really good, or the place where you can get... The slightly more expensive, but it always tastes really good. And if I am crowning king here, let me, wait, 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 wait. Let me let me make an argument here, okay? Uh, the Chick Fil A app has saved me so much money at Chick Fil A in the past year. Yeah, <laughs> that it is unbelievable. On top of the fact that when our school had a catered event by Chick Fil A, they gave every single person on staff a free breakfast sandwich card. Of which half of the staff gave me those cards, so I've gotten a free breakfast sandwich every time wow. I go to Chick Fil A. That's awesome for like months. So. I don't, I don't know. Chick-fil-A. So what's the opposite of being open 24 hours? Chick-fil-A. Being closed on Sundays. Taco yeah. Bell is the winner. I am eliminating Chick-fil-A. Oh, wow. Because for the purposes I'm of, shocked. Because for the purposes of what I require from a fast food establishment, Chick-fil-A is disappointing on occasion. Yeah, they, re- it's a pure food. they respect their workers and give them a day off on a weekend. Those, uh, I would, I, those are two separate comments. They definitely give them a day off on the weekend. I don't know if they respect anyone. As, I long, read the news. as long as your employees are straight, they will respect you. And Christian. Um, so Chick-fil-A I am eliminating because when I think about what a fast food place, uh, what I'm looking for at a fast food place, I'm looking for a quick meal 
whenever I want it that is filling and cheap. And therefore, Taco Bell is the winner. Taco Bell always delivers exactly what you expect. Mm-hmm. Um, usually when I go to Taco Bell, I always order the exact same thing. I get two of the spicy potato soft tacos and then one of whatever the specialty thing is, whether that's a quesarito <laughs> or a jalapeno snake bite burrito or a volcano burrito, whatever the thing that is like the special thing, I get one of those plus two of these potato soft tacos. It is always less than $7 and it always makes me feel really full and I and satisfied. Yeah. So I would agree. Um, so I do the same thing except instead of the potato, um, I do one potato and one of the cheesy bean and rice burrito. Because that's like functionally eating a pancake. It just like sits in the bottom of your stomach and says that you're full. I do not. I <laughs> do not like their beans. Something. I think their beans are weird. Uh, I avoid them like the uh, Their the beans appear to well, be like be very plague. real ranchero beans. Like if you By go way, to an actual Mexican restaurant. Their like meat a, has like 31% wood. I believe that's pronounced soy. Cellulose, actually. Um, if there's one disappointing thing about Taco Bell. And one? I mean, anyone, only one. They got rid of the Mexi Melt. <laughs> I used to talk about what you about, should get the, what about Mexi the Mexican milk. pizza. Uh, I think that I you know what no, I should try and order it. It's on the menu, but you can still order it. Yeah, it's <laughs> that's the same thing with Mexi Mountain. I know this because when I got back from my trip recently, I was like, I'm just gonna I'm gonna get Taco Bell, and they said, Sir, we don't have the Mexi Mountain, but basically I can make you this, and I'll just put cheese on it, and or it was like a a cheesy melt, and they add meat to it. I was like, All right, I guess it's fine. Yeah. Taco Bell, not the best food. But the best at being another, a fast food place. Another, another thing cool, um, if you haven't used a Taco Bell app before. Um, you can also have it ready to go. You can have the experience quite a bit. Yep. You, you go in, you just say, like, I made an order on the app. It just, like, comes out immediately. And another thing that's, is they make the really weird customizations you want to do really easy on the app. Yep. So you'll be like, I want this, but I want to put, like, guacamole and, like, spicy nacho sauce on it. And then it's just, like, two clicks. You don't have to yell you at someone like through a weird... Doing it. You have to yell at someone through a weird speaker to try mm-hmm. to get them. And they're like, you want what on the what? And you're like, oh, my gosh, I hate this so much. This and you get the added shame of having a Taco Bell app on your phone. Uh, you should know by now we're all shameless. Let me talk about Chick-fil-A one more time, though, because we didn't... I, we got eliminated. That we chicken did. sandwich is real uh, good. It's a good chicken sandwich. Their uh, waffle iced fries, tea's good. The, the waffle fries is what makes it, though. The waffle fries are the best fast food, single fast food item, in my opinion, of any fast food place. Uh, I think they're, like, super good. They always taste excellent. They're... I never don't want them. Um, and, and, and I just love waffle fries in general, and I don't know why more places just don't have waffle fries. I don't know why this is so, like... Their technology. Why Potato and delicious. And then another thing, their ice is, like, that weird nuggety ice, and that is, like, a 10 out of 10 also. It keeps drinks cold for so long. I would say, in general, their drink game is pretty top-notch. Their breakfast is quite good. Yeah, their breakfast is so good. Uh, I would say if I'm going quality of food and consistency of experience, it would have been number one, but they're closed on Sundays. Yeah. Well, that's Jesus. And their biscuits take, Kevin, come so. with honey. Um, uh, so that took as long as I thought it would. We went yep. into overtime. <laughs> we good? I noticed Nathan was speeding up. Um, all right, do you guys have any uh, final fast food comments? I don't know. I talk about finish. This might Already, be my last podcast. Any, I feel. Have, I feel uh, like I won. Yeah, I would say the thing I want to bring up though is if me, you like, are traveling. Things. Oh yeah. If you are traveling, don't don't hit the the fat. Like, go ahead and hit a regional chain. That's fine. Yeah, like, like go, to, go to Zaxby's or go to Raising Canes. Go or In and Out or whatever. Um, but like, don't, yeah, don't, a, don't hit a freaking McDonald's. Don't go to In and Out. 
that they're hiding those fries under a pile of uh, of Thousand Island, and it's yeah, but disgusting. the burger's all right. Like, just it's, just get a burger. It's, it's cheap. like ditch you can say you It's did like it. okay, right? It might be a lot. But it's also like three bucks. It might be a little like Papa John's and the fact that they just say how great it is because everyone's like, oh, you gotta have no, in no, and no. out. People say it's too. No, no, I'm not saying it's as good as people say it is. I'm saying that you should do it so that when someone from California says best burger, you're like, nah, like, but it's, it's fine it's for a fine three bucks. Burger, yeah. Um, but hit the regional place. Don't hit, go. Oh, don't go to White Castle either. Yeah, White Castle's gross. That's why it's not on the list. Go to Crystal if it still exists. It's just Crystal like White Castle, exist. but How gross. About Crystal? Um, what about Waffle House? Have you guys been to Waffle House? It's the fucking worst. Sorry. Uh, it's Waffle terrible. House is like IHOP. It's uh, mm. Some of them are fine. But grosser. No, Waffle House is cool because of the hash browns. Everything else is like I could take or leave it. In the waffle is like it's good, but it's not like great. But the hash browns where you can like really go scattered, you know, or smothered. You yeah. can like really customize how you want those hash browns, and I really find that quite enjoyable. If you go heart, to a waffle house, if you go to a waffle house in Nashville or Tennessee, your cook will be smoking. <laughs> <laughs> All right, for Eric, for Kevin, we all guys see you guys next week. Go Hawks. Go Big Papa. I'm